only thing we have to fear is fear itself. The National Weather Service has issued a severe thunderstorm warning. Welcome. To the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast. Where prepping doesn't have to be complicated or expensive. Coming to you from a well-defended off-grid compound high in the mountains. Coming to you from his Florida room in Richmond, Virginia. Neither off-grid nor well-defended, unless you count as chickens and cats. Here is your host, Keith. Everybody, this is Keith, and welcome back to the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast, episode 58. Today is October 8th, 2023. Well, obviously, you know what I'm going to talk about, and that is the war between Hamas and Israel. I'll give you a couple of my opinions, how I see things playing out, and then I will certainly tie that into uh, prepping and what's currently going on with my preps. So a little more than 24 hours ago, Hamas surprise attack into Israel uh, across the Gaza Strip and then into several towns. And I think what really what really strikes me about this particular situation is the barbaric nature that the Hamas terrorists are taking. They running into towns, murdering people, going into their homes, shooting cars of you know people who are driving cars, going all different places. Children, middle-aged folks, Elderly folks shot, murdered, and the one even uh, kidnapped, apparently, and she's still alive, apparently. People were dragged from their homes and shot in the street. They were dragged from their cars, and they were shot in the street. They were shot in their cars, and their bodies were dragged out of the vehicle. Some of these folks that have been uh, murdered, they're parading their bodies around for the cameras, and it's just absolutely horrific and barbaric, and those two words don't even describe how I feel about this situation and how I feel about uh, the way things are going. So quickly, the current administration released $6 billion back to Iran. It was their money. Apparently, their funds were frozen for several years. Everybody's like everybody's saying, well, it, did some of this $6 billion go to Hamas and then Hezbollah as well to help fund this attack? Several defense ministry spokesmen for Hamas have come out and already confirmed, as Hezbollah as well lately, they confirmed that Iran financially backed and then gave the go-ahead for this attack into Israel. Now, this is a very, very tense situation. Anytime uh, the Israelis get into a conflict conflict with, with Arab nations. Now, Saudi Arabia, obviously part of OPEC, has a, a very keen interest in this. Up until recently, probably two days ago, Saudi Arabia and Israel were starting to normalize relations even more and you know, trying to tamper things down a little bit. And I think Hamas was um, upset that this was going to happen because if Israel gets along with all the Arab countries, then there's really no need to have these to have uh, terrorism because, in a sense, Saudi Arabia may retaliate against these other other folks if if they're attacking Israel after they sign some sort of treaty or accord or or whatever you want to call it. But I'm worried about the price of oil increasing, therefore increasing the gal or the price of price of fuel here in the United States. I, I don't know if it's going to be a quick uh, increase or a small increase, but I think but I think it's going to happen. Regardless, I think anytime there's a conflict in the Middle East and there's money to be made, then obviously uh, Saudi Arabia and OPEC will probably cut production 
raise prices, and then you know how the rest of, of that goes. All right, so how I'm getting a lot of this information, I'm basing a lot of my opinions on and that I'm taking in throughout the day. There is a, there's a YouTuber called Task and Purpose. He provides some very good information. He's very straightforward, appears to be unbiased, and his episode that he posted yesterday, uh, Saturday the 7th, is called Israel at War. And he does a very good job. He uses what's called uh, open source intelligence. So he uses maps um, and all sorts of communications, emails, and everything that are coming across the internet to kind of paint a picture of what's been going on. It's very, like I said, it's very straightforward. It's very simple. He doesn't get into the politics. He doesn't get too deep in the weeds. So again, get your information from from multiple sources, but take a listen to this guy, Task and Purpose on YouTube and, and let me know what you think. A couple of folks on Twitter or X or whatever the heck we're calling it, OSINT, OSINT Defender, O-S-I-N-T, then Defender. So OSINT stands for open source intelligence. Whoever this person is, they are posting a lot. And the information, again, they're getting is from news reports, uh, websites. Uh, he's apparently, he or she have some folks embedded with the Israeli army. They're providing updates about what's going on in particular cities. So if you are really good at gathering open source intelligence off the internet, then you get a pretty good idea and it's fairly accurate on, on what's going on. Now, anybody can do it. Everybody can Google search or check out something on Yahoo. And you know, you're know you technically looking at open source intelligence. But when you, when you take so much in and you're able to digest it quickly and then put it into a format that most people understand and they can follow, it, you're, doing a, you're doing a great service getting the information out there that you might not otherwise hear on the mainstream media. So OSINT Defender, go ahead and, uh, and give he or she a follow and, and, and see what you think. Another one is a uh, war monitor W A R and then monitor M O N I T O R. And I think the official handle tag is at war monitors. So give this person a follow if you can. And just, again, a lot of it's just very basic, very straightforward, not a lot of opinion. It's just the facts as they see it. So you don't have to wade through all the other crap. It's just basically their opinion and what they're hearing or what they're seeing. Let's talk about inflation and a situation I had today. So obviously inf inflation is continuing to go up and it went up by 2% or 2.5% in uh, in September. And obviously there's it's, it's not going to slow down. And the situation over in Israel and the Middle East certainly is not going to uh, do our economy, except if you're in the defense, the defense industry, it's not going to do our economy really much good anyway. Then there's Russia, Ukraine, but again, that's a whole different, whole different story. Went to lunch today, and there are three, three of us at lunch. Went to like a mom and pop um, Italian restaurant, and been there a million times. And I got the tuna fish, tuna fish sub and fries, and a diet soda. Other folks had like a small portion, like a child's portion of spaghetti and meatballs. And then somebody had fettuccine Alfredo. We all had diet sodas or tea or something like that. $46 without the tip. So three of us for lunch. I know there's folks listening to me all over the country and all over the world. And you're probably seeing Keith, three, three people lunch for $46, you know, over translated into your currency is a fantastic deal. Well, where I'm at in central Virginia, that is very expensive. So you're thinking 12, 
12, $13 average per plate. There's 36 and it's like two 99 for sodas. You add all that. And then the tax on top of it, $46 for three of us just to go to lunch. That is outrageous. Yeah. So that was an absolute crazy amount of money to spend. Let's talk about the Southern border. Uh, somebody made a comment today. I think it's Robert. I think it's Robert Grinnell. He's a former U.S. ambassador to Germany, I believe. A very smart guy. He was on Newsmax today, and he said for a fact, and it's been confirmed, that several terrorists on the terrorist watch list have crossed the southern border from Mexico into the United States. I don't find that surprising at all. The hundreds of thousands, the tens of thousands, the millions of people that have come across illegally, a lot of these folks are military-age males from all around the world. Why wouldn't they be coming across? So I went ahead and I went to Google and I, I wanted to Google search the number of terrorists that have come across the southern border. This is what I get. Number of people on terror watch list stopped at southern border. Number two, 42 suspected terrorists have been apprehended at our southern border. Not one piece of information, even an opinion piece, if any terrorists have actually made it into the United States. I'm like, okay, let me do a different Google search. I want to find out if it's been reported, if there's any articles out there where Hamas terrorists have them specifically have, have crossed the southern border into the United States. All right. Did a detailed Google search. If you, there's ways you can add pluses and stuff, there's, there's ways you can define your Google search instead of just, you know, typing in terrorists across the Mexican border. So this is the hits I got for that. How did Israel and the U.S. miss what Hamas was planning? Two Mexican citizens believed to have been taken hostage by Hamas. How many, I, I tried this several different ways. Hamas come across the border, terrorists across the border. I, I worded it several different ways and I keep getting those hits. They're all, have, they have nothing to do with the question that I asked. It's all, this is how many people we caught. And, and then it wants to tell you about uh, what did Israel and the U.S. miss while Hamas was planning. So Google's not going to give me uh, the information that I'm looking for, and I'll have to try to find it uh, somewhere else. Okay, my bug out bag. So thinking about all this, thinking about knowing, it, it's, just, it's just a fact that these terrorists have come across the southern border. So now the question is, where and when are they going to strike? I think that's the scariest part of all of this. And People will say, well, what are the odds that it happens in my town? Like 10 bajillion to one. But what about it's down the street? What about a, a town down the road? What about family members living 600 miles away and it happens in their city? If it can happen in Los Angeles, it can happen in Chicago. If it can happen in Chicago, it can happen in Houston. If it can happen in Houston, it can happen right where you're sitting in your house, car, condo boat, whatever you happen to be living in, it can happen right where you are in your town, your city, just as easily as anywhere else. Back to the bug out bag. I'm going to completely strip my bug out bag. And I actually need to, I didn't think about this until just a few minutes ago. I need to set it up for fall and winter. Got up this morning, 42 degrees, had all the windows open, forgot to close a few, absolutely frozen to the bone this morning. And I loved every minute of it. I, I, I love cold weather. I love sleeping uh, where it's cold. Anyway, I digress. I'm going to watch some additional videos on YouTube, grab again, multiple opinions, and I'm going to strip down my bug out bag and repack it 
with with obviously warmer clothes and then get a few suggestions to see if it fits my situation from you know people on YouTube and and Twitter and stuff like that. So I've got to do a little bit of research and I'll let you know what I changed or anything like that. And also when it comes to this little EDC everyday carry bag that I have in my Jeep, it's just the very basics, uh, very basic first aid, just nothing nothing too extravagant. So I need to build a bigger bag. I need like, you could call it a get home bag. If something was happened to your car and you're in the town or the city where you live, would you be able to, whatever the situation, an EMP, uh, social unrest, do you have what it takes to walk home or or walk to a, a certain location to then maybe get in contact with family members? So I'm going to look into that. It's called a, a go home bag. So you've got your everyday carry, you've got your bug out bag, you got like bug in bags, and then you have your get home bag or go home bag. So I'm going to do some research on that and definitely definitely bolster what I what I carry in my Jeep. Okay, folks, thanks so much for stopping by. Uh, again, I say it every every podcast. I really appreciate everybody listening. Every time I record one of these, I get a few more people listening. It's um, it, it, I'm getting more emails. I really appreciate that. Practical Prep Podcast at Gmail. If you want to email me, I get several uh, several emails I need to answer. So thank you, thank you very much for emailing and with your questions and suggestions. Uh, thanks again, folks. I really appreciate it. And as always, especially with all this asshattery going on in the world, please be careful out there. Take care of one another. And until next time. Thanks for listening to the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, help spread the word by leaving a rating and review.